Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on today's episode, we're going to tackle the subject of lacking confidence in how you feel you're going to play in a future round of golf. But first, before we get started, I want to tell you about something. I want to tell you about the mental game assessment. A lot of you loyal listeners, what are you called? What what, are, what is a group of mental golf show fans called? I still don't know. I, I just posted on the um, mental golf show Facebook group um, that same question. What What is a group of mental golf show fans called? I don't know. I, I can't think of something. So maybe let me know. But a lot of you loyal listeners have heard me talk about the assessment. I've talked about it many, many times. But if you haven't, I think you should go take it. If I do say so myself, it's the best golf assessment that I've seen out there so far. There are other assessments out there. I've taken them. I've seen them. I've seen the results you get. I think ours is the best. It'll take you about 15 minutes to complete it. And then when I can, I'll get you your personalized report back to you. And uh, it takes me a while to get to all of them. There's a lot still in the hopper that I need to get out to to people. So if you took it and haven't received your report back, know that I will get it to you. I haven't forgotten. The link will be at the top of the show notes. So I highly recommend you go take it. It's uh, I think it's really helpful. I use it for my personal coaching players, the, the players that I work with. I use the assessment as a tool to help us work on areas that the player needs improvement on. So... It's uh, it's a valuable tool for me, so I think it, I think you could get some value out of it. All right, let's get into the episode. So, it's the night before a big tournament. This whole week has been a very difficult week of practice. You haven't hit the ball very well, and you're not really sure where it's going. Not sure it's if it's going to the, to go right or if it's going to go left, if it's going to fade or if it's going to draw. You feel weird over the ball and you just have zero confidence of where it's going to go. How could you possibly play well in this tournament? You can't even hit a fairway at your home course, let alone at a tournament with people watching, your score being counted, and prizes at stake. You have this intensely heavy feeling that you're not going to play well tomorrow. You just know that it's going to go bad. So do you try to figure out your swing tonight? Do you mess around with it in the morning in the pre-round warm-up? Do you throw out the routine and just show up at the first tee? Do you even go so far as to withdraw? I've heard of players doing all of these things. I've done all of these things except for the withdraw part. I've done, I've done all these things. I've experimented in all these ways. When I've gone through this, Like, it's just going terrible. It can't get any worse. I've got to try something drastic. You know you're going to play bad, so what do you do? This is one of those scenarios that if you haven't gone through it yet, then you probably will someday. It's a scary feeling and not one that is easy to get out of. When you're in in this position, the way out is very unclear. The problem of knowing you're going to play bad has a couple different facets. We're going to go through two. One, you have no confidence in your preparation. And two, you are worried about score. There's certainly more facets that uh, relate to this, but we're just going to address these two facets. So let's start with the confidence one. Having no confidence in your preparation is understandable. You tried to work on your game this week, but it just never clicked. 
or you weren't even able to prepare this week. These are understandable frustrations. You were hoping to be prepared for this tournament, but you just couldn't get there. So, what do you do if this is the case? Instead of having confidence in the results of your past week of practice, you can have confidence in the fact that you practiced. Or, if you weren't able to practice at all, instead of mustering confidence out of thin air, then you need to lower your expectations. So, let's go through both. So first, lowering your expectations. Let's start there. Then we'll get to having confidence in the fact that you practiced. Something you've likely heard me say before is your effort needs to match your expectations. But in this case, it needs to be the opposite. Your expectations need to match your effort. What was your level of effort? In this case, it was zero. Whether that was controllable or not, whether you could have, whether you could have practiced or not, your level of effort was zero. So then, according to our formula, your expectations need to be zero. Now, because you have some skill, your expectations don't need to truly be zero. You have prepared some in the past, even if it wasn't this past week. So, if you're lacking confidence because you didn't get to practice any this week, then you need to dramatically lower your expectations down to a realistic level based on your past preparation. What does this lower expectation level even look like? Well, it means you won't be surprised when you hit some bad shots. And you have a primary objective for this round or this tournament of simply enjoying yourself on the golf course. Because normally, when you're in this scenario, you still expect yourself to play really well. I know this feeling. I've done it far too often. But this ends up backfiring because then you're caught off guard when you hit bad shots which leads to higher emotional responses, which leads to poor decision-making, which leads to even more bad shots. This is the spiral that, if you don't stop early, gets harder and harder to get out of. So, to keep the spiral from ever even starting in the first place, you need to lower your expectations for the round or the tournament because you know your preparation has been lacking, or even non-existent lately. And you need to mentally prepare yourself to accept whatever happens by setting a primary objective of simply having fun. So, when bad shots happen, you are ready, and you can just laugh it off. Ideally, you'd be able to do this no matter how great your preparation has been, no matter how high your expectations are, no matter how important the tournament is, ideally you would always be able to just laugh off bad shots. Because they're going to happen, and you should always be ready for that. After all, golf is a game and it's meant to be played. So, you go out to the course and you just play. That's your that's your that's how you can handle this uh having confident having zero confidence in the fact that you haven't practiced at all. You lower your expectations to the level where you can just go out to the course and just play. Before every shot, you can remind yourself, that's where I'd like this shot to go. But if it doesn't, it's okay. Having this as an underlying feeling is going to be key to not getting caught off guard by bad shots and shaking them off and having a good time. And guess what? Your scores will probably be better if you're moving on from bad shots and having a good time. That's just, you play better when you're having a good time and you're not letting shots affect you. You're letting them roll off your back. So you're going to, you're going to, 
you're going to play better and have better scores and have a better time instead of, you know, trying to control the round and desperately trying to get what little you can out of the round, even though you haven't practiced any. You've got to lower those expectations to a level where you can just have a good time. That needs to be your primary objective. So we've got your lowered expectations covered in the event that your preparation has been very little or non-existent. Just like preparation just wasn't even there. Not, not that it was bad, but that it just you just didn't practice. But what if you have practiced, yet your game still feels lousy? This is the common scenario with a lot of my players because they're junior golfers or you know, competitive amateur players or, or whatever, or mini tour players, they all get to practice. They all know that practice is valuable, but they go into tournaments where their practice and preparation leaves them still feeling lousy going into the tournament. Well, if you can't have any confidence in your current skill level, then you need to have confidence in something else. A truism that I subscribe to is this. You can get your confidence from two places, past results and preparation. So let's start with past results. Just because you aren't swinging it well this past week doesn't mean you've never swung it well. You've most likely had some decent shots at some point in the recent past. That means you have past results from which to pull confidence. Or you may have even played a pretty solid round in the past month. Almost all of us have played some kind of good round that we can draw positives from in the past month. So you may not be hitting it well right now, but you have recently, at some point. And you can remind yourself that just like it takes a long time to make your swing way better, it also takes a long time to make your swing much worse. Your swing doesn't change overnight, or even that much in a month. Look, look across your past month. Look, look at any time in your life, even when you were trying to make dramatic swing changes. Your swing doesn't change that much in a month. I know this from personal experience. I, I went through swing changes. I've gone through swing changes my whole life, trying to figure out things, trying to make my swing technically better, try to hit the ball better. Ball striking has always been a struggle for me from driver down to wedges. So I've, I'm always working on my swing. It's just always been a thing. My golf swing does not change that much in a month. Even when I was practicing eight to 10 hours a day, it still took me a full year to change my swing in a noticeable amount. So if you're playing or practicing once or twice a week, you know, four or five times a month, even if you're practicing three or four times a week, your swing is not going to change that much in a month. And while that can be frustrating, of course, like you want to change your swing, you want it to happen quickly, you want to get better soon, it, it doesn't always have to be frustrating. You can use it as as a way to build confidence. You can believe that you're basically the same player that hit those good shots recently in that good round you had in the last month. Or or you can you can realize that you're the same player that has had good practice sessions, has hit the ball well in the past month. You can have that belief. And now this is the extreme. Usually we block out the positive things we've done and highlight the negative you've more than likely had lots of good shots and several solid rounds recently. You're just choosing to focus on only this past week. Zoom out your perspective and allow yourself to focus on the good you've done recently. 
and gain your confidence from knowing that as a whole, over the last month, you can see that you're capable of at the very least hitting some good shots. And then also manage your expectations and let yourself hit bad shots and laugh them off and just play the game. So you're taking you're taking pieces from it in the event that you didn't practice at all, lowering your expectations, having a good time, but also you have practiced. You have had good results at some point in the past month. You can believe that about yourself, that you're still basically that same player. Just the fact that this week hasn't gone perfectly according to plan shouldn't throw you off completely. So having that belief that you have played well and hit good shots recently while also managing your expectations, having that acceptance, laughing them off, and just playing the game, that is a killer combo. Now, if you have actually practiced this past week, even if it hasn't been filled with great shots and has felt unproductive, you still practiced. This is not nothing. You worked hard on your game and hopefully worked hard in the right ways. We've talked about this in a recent episode about how to get better during the off-season. Working hard in the right ways is extremely important. And if you are practicing hard and in the right ways, then that can give you confidence. So just like we zoomed out your perspective on your past results and saw that overall you're a capable player, you can zoom out your perspective on your preparation too. Working on your game means working towards improvement. That means that someday in the future, it will click and your hard work will show. It may not be this past week or this tournament coming up or even any time in the next month, but it will. Good preparation always leads to good results. Now, it's impossible to predict when, but it will. Good preparation always leads to good results. You can have confidence in this. This is a good source of confidence This is as good a source of confidence as any. Knowing that you've worked hard and that your work will bear fruit someday is, in my own experience, the best source of confidence. Because you can keep your head down and know that what you're doing will work out. It makes it much easier to accept whatever happens in this tournament you're about to play. It makes it much easier to accept the past week of lackluster ball striking because you know you're working towards improvement. So, you've shifted your perspective and allowed yourself to lower your expectations or found a new sense of confidence in the very fact that you're preparing for your own future game. But the basic fact that you could ever even say that you know you're going to play bad, this shows that you're too focused on score. So, let's tackle that issue, the issue of being too focused on score. The problem with being too focused on score is that you are caring primarily about the result and not caring enough about what leads to that result. In this case, you feel like you know you're not going to play well. Let's say for you, not playing well would be shooting in the 80s. Yes, for a lot of you, that would be a great score. There's a lot of you out there that average in the 100s or the 90s, and anything in the 80s would be counted as success. But in this instance, for this example, 80s would be bad. Let's You're a good junior golfer trying to get onto a college golf team, so 80s is bad. So what I would ask you to do is tell me instead what would be a good score. If, if all you're caring about that 80s would be bad, let's turn it around. What would be a good score? 
let's say a 77 or lower. I would then ask you, okay, what exactly makes up a 77? How do you shoot a 77? You would likely describe to me how that would be five over on this course, so like six or seven bogeys, a birdie or two, and the rest pars. And to that I would say, okay, how do you make a bogey? How do you make a birdie? How do you make a par? You'd say, well, for a par, it would be a drive, a second shot onto the green, and two putts. And to that, I would say, exactly. I would get you to realize that a par, or a bogey, or a birdie, or a whole 77 is made up of individual shots. An 85 is made up of individual shots. A 138 is made up of individual shots. Focusing on the entire score is too much for you to handle at once. Worrying about what you'll shoot for the whole day is missing the trees for the whole forest. You're so focused on the big picture that you forget that there are individual situations that demand your full focus. So, how can you withdraw your focus from the whole score and focus on only the individual shots? Well, a good process. What does a good process look like? Another term for a good process could be a pre-shot routine. That's just one process. Uh, other processes are like your pre-round warm-up, your practice routine, your nutrition schedule, your workout routine, your weekly schedule, whatever. Those are all processes. But let's talk about a, a pre-shot routine. A good pre-shot routine serves the sole purpose of preparing you to hit the next shot to the best of your ability. So going through a good process is head down focus compared to thinking about result. What are you focusing on? So what does a good process look like? If the purpose of a good process is to prepare, uh, prepare you to hit the next shot to the best of your ability, then it needs to have these basic features. Okay, first, first part of a good process is getting the yardage. This includes using a rangefinder to get the yardage to the pin, uphill, slash downhill, lie, wind, temperature, how you feel about the shot, that's all factors in getting the yardage. Now, you need to commit to a target. This is number two, commit to a target. All of that, all of the stuff from getting the yardage, will give you a final number to land on. And then you choose, based on that number, what a good strategic target will be. So, you've chosen, let's say, 158 based on the rangefinder yardage, uh, it's a little uphill, it's a little into the wind, it's a little bit cold, and you're, it's early in the day, so you don't feel like you can hit that far. So you choose 158. And the pin is four off the left, so you need to aim right of that pin because you know your dispersion from 158 is big enough to where aiming directly at that pin, some of your shots are going to miss short-sided left. So you've chosen the yardage, and now you've picked a good strategic target based on that yardage. You've you're committing to that target. Now, number three is trusting in your ability. So we've got well, number one, get the yardage. Number two, commit to a target. Number three, trust in your ability. Now is when you transition from thinking about the target to trusting your body to send the ball to the target. This can be a good time for like a deep breath or some practice swings, a lot of us do, or a short mental thought or a mantra such as let it go, or as I like to say before the shot, pick a target, let it rip, accept the results. So now number four, you've got to let it go. 
Now you're fully out of thinking mode and fully into just swinging mode. You're just letting the ball go to the target with a quiet mind. Just like tossing a ball to someone. You don't think about how to get it there. You just see where you want it to go and you send it there. And number five, accept the results. When you've checked all of these boxes really well, the first four parts of a good pre-shot routine, it's easy to accept the result of the shot with no self-judgment because you know you did what you could control. So wherever it went, you can move on because you know you can do it again on the next one. You did it well, so you can accept it, and you know you're going to do it well again, so you can accept it. I know this seems like a lot. Like on the surface, this seems like a lot of words to give to something that's only supposed to take like 40 seconds max. But when you realize that each of those parts is really happening in just a few moments, it's not that much to ask of yourself. And also, this is something you need to practice and train. You can't just show up to a tournament and expect to do this perfectly. You can't just have a perfect pre-shot routine. Just like your swing or any part of your game, a pre-shot routine needs to be practiced. When it comes to thinking about score, if you're focused on doing this routine well every time, there's literally no room in your brain to think about anything else. And letting go of everything else and just keeping your head down doing this process will allow the score to take care of itself. So how do you take this to the course? You know what to do. How do you take what you know to the course? Well, you practice it. Every time you play, go through this process. Every time you hit range balls, go through this process. Every time you chip, putt, or do anything at the course, go through this process. Make it automatic. Having a good process on autopilot is going to go miles towards helping you have confidence even when you usually wouldn't. And thinking about score, past, future, other people, the conditions, or anything else. It's going to help you block all of that out. It's going to help you replace all of the uncontrollables with what you can control. It's going to it's going to take away all of the negative thoughts and and allow you to focus. It's going to give you something to focus on when when it seems impossible to do that. When you haven't prepared at all before this tournament, when you have prepared but you feel lousy, when you're thinking about score, anything, a process, a good pre-shot routine is going to be the thing, it's going to be the main weapon in your arsenal to fight that. Put a good process into action and watch the scores come to you. Okay, thanks for listening to this episode. Again, check out the Mental Game Assessment. It will be the top link in the show notes to this episode. I really do appreciate everyone who listens to this. We're getting, the the podcast is growing and growing. The audience is getting bigger and bigger as we go. More and more people are finding out about it. I'm getting more and more emails of good feedback. So thank you so much to everyone who listens, sends me feedback, shares the episode with someone who they know needs some help with their mental game, all of that. And of course, you've heard me say this before, I am a mental coach. I help players with their mental game one-on-one. This podcast is a great resource and I I truly give it everything I've got. I, I put a lot of time and effort into what I say and a lot of this is exactly what I say to my players, but my players, We get to tackle specific scenarios that they are going through this week or or have gone through in the recent past 
or can we can work through their mental game assessment together one-on-one. So if you feel like you need a mental coach, if you feel like you need to work with somebody, send me an email. Send me an email to foundationsgolf at gmail.com. Foundationsgolf at gmail.com. I would love to work with you. I've, I've got lots of um, new openings in my schedule. I'm still taking new players, so I would love to work with you one-on-one. It would be awesome. It would be awesome for me, and I'd like to think it would be awesome for you. Okay, thank you for li- listening to this episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I will catch you guys next time. <laughs>